This episode of Black Ass Podcast is brought to you by the makers of As It Should Be Body Products, the best all-natural, luxurious skincare products with high-quality ingredients, no chemicals, no toxins, no synthetics. So uh, log on to As It Should Be Body Products and get yours today. This episode is also brought to you by Black as Fuck. That's right. An unabashed dedication to staying true to yourself, a refusal to assimilate. That's right. Anybody can be Black as Fuck. So you can log on to blackasfuck.myshopify.com and grab your T-shirt or any of their amazing products. Now let's get the show started. Black Ass Podcast with Hadia Robinson. Bono. Bono. But bone on bone, but on. I don't have no problem taking you. But what you gonna put up on this gas though? But bone on bone, but um. Oh, your friends coming? What they got on the gas? But bone on bone, 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 bone. Uh, I don't really have none right now. But you want some from inside this gas station? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what up, y'all? Welcome to Black Ass Podcast. I'm. I'm your host, Hadia Robinson. Thank y'all so much for coming back. And look at me. What? Recording two episodes in a week. I mean, yeah, the other one was late. But that's not the point. The point is the dedication that I have toward making this thing happen and saying, recognizing and realizing where I let you guys down last week and saying, you know what? It's about time that I get my life in order and get my things in place, in in placement. (laughs) So I'm back with a brand new podcast, <laughs> brand new episode. I'm sorry, not a new podcast, same podcast, brand new episode. And of course, the intro was my um, just reminiscing on the good old days of when, you know, you put a little something in the gas tank and you gave somebody a ride and they put some in the gas tank. And then you had the little, you know, back in the day when you could put five dollars in the gas tank and it made a difference. Like back in the day when you gave somebody five dollars and they was like, what? You you all of this? <laughs> <laughs> whereas now you get somebody five dollars and then you mess around and get out the car and they pull off on your ass <laughs> you get some five you get somebody five dollars and it is a straight up brawl in the gas station and not just you and them fighting i'm talking about the other motorists and people that's driving cars that found out you only gave five dollars and they helped beat your ass um yeah, it's real out here. The struggle is absolutely and 100% real. Unfortunately, yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to age myself because, you know, I'm just just a tenderoni. Ah! Okay, anyway. But I remember when gas was like 99 cents a gallon. I know that shit sounded like it was a thousand years ago, but I remember. Shout out to everybody of a certain age. You know what I'm talking about. When you went to the gas station and you legit would, could go in your change part and be like, let me get 235 <laughs> <laughs> Let me get $2.35. <laughs> and say that other extra change to go run over the Taco Bell. I'm talking about them good old days when you could like get gas and a snack. And actually get something when you got to wherever you were going with, like, $10. And you had a good-ass afternoon. Like, <sighs> of course, it's some people on here that's old enough to be like, $10? Shit, that was, <laughs> that was gas for the month. <laughs> gas was only like... <laughs> 
Uh, anyway, thank y'all so much for coming back. Welcome back. Um, I gotta be honest. It's been a very, um, it's been a tough couple of days being back just because, you know, as you know, I was on vacation. Trust me, I'm going to be saying, as you know, I was on vacation for the next six months. Like, bitch, you ain't been on vacation. But as you know, I I was on vacation for like, you know, I was on vacation, <laughs> you know, vacation. Anyway, it was hot. The sun was out. Like, I was in, you know, shorts and dress and tank top bathing suit. You know what I mean? Like, and then I get back here. I come back and it's gloomy. It's cold. It's wet. It's rainy. I'm wearing a coat. No sun. Like, I'm just sitting in the crib during the day with the lights on. You know how frustrating that is to be inside of your house during the day and have to turn on the lights because they're not. there's not enough light coming into the windows to actually light the room. You just basically, like, if you don't turn on the light inside of the house, basically you're in a dungeon. You know how... Like your window, the the amount of light coming in your window is probably the same amount of light that comes into the window of a jail cell. You get what I'm talking Like that's how it feels. It feels like I've been in jail. It feels like, and not even just a regular jail with, you know, TV, not one of that Orange, Orange is the New Black jail cell. Like they're getting more light on Orange is the New Black than I'm getting in the room where I'm sitting right now as I'm recording this. That is frustrating like i'm just sitting here thinking about like man this time last week i was on the beach i was on the beach i was getting drunk the sun was on me i can hear the waves cats just crashing in right kids running in this (laughs) right and then people speaking to their kids in portuguese and now the way i translated was Get your ass over here. Stop playing by that goddamn water, right? Just but in a very, you know, sexy draw of Portuguese. Kind of that thing. I'm not making fun of the language. I think it's very, like, the way they drag their letters together. It's kind of sexy, especially when you go to a sexy-ass Brazilian dude who's saying the shit to you. You be like, what? I don't, what happened? Do I take my panties off? I don't, what do you want me to do right now? I don't, I don't know what's happening. I'm going to just take my panties off until we figure it out. sorry so that's where i am guys doesn't feel good does not feel good i've been playing trying to play every uplifting song i could find i've been playing like uh some old stevie wonder um you know some i'm sorry i'm i'm not aging myself it don't matter what age you are you thought that stevie wonder song what you're going to at least your shoulders going to go like you're going to get the shoulder pop or something. Right. Or don't you worry about a thing. That's my attempt at a harmony. Yeah. In Vogue. Y'all call me. Look, I'm ready. <laughs> y'all come get me and quit playing around. Dawn ain't got to come back to the group. I'm ready. You hear you heard the. <clears throat> okay sorry. uh i've been trying that like i've been trying just uh throwing on some old you know old rap songs like it feel not rap songs i'm sorry some of the older rap songs of course that you know all i do is win win now that's an old song oh god 
it just made my head hurt. Um, but Tony, 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 I'm sorry. Tony, Tony, Tony has done it. It feels good. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you just going through it and you're trying to find something that's going to lift your spirits up, right? Uh, nothing, guys. Nothing. Nothing. But you do, you know what did lift my spirits up? <laughs> I have to admit. Uh, drum roll, please. We got two more pledges on the Black Ass Podcast Patreon page. Quick shout out to Alan G, who is officially the first man of the Black Ass Podcast Patreon page. So word to Alan G. Thank you so much for coming through, Alan G. And big shout out to Rhea Miller, who also came through as a supporter for the Patreon page. You guys are amazing. Thank you so much. Welcome to the Black Ass Village. Because guys, seriously, like really seriously, it totally takes a village, guys. So welcome to the village, y'all. Really appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for believing in what I'm doing here. And if you want to join them and make a charitable contribution to this black ass journey, log on to patreon.com slash black ass podcast. That's right. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash black ass podcast. And you know, let's do it, guys. Let's come together. Let's <laughs> let's do it. You guys on three, guys. Okay. Um and if you are interested, there's actually another tier that has been added. That's right. For an additional um, contribution, we'll have additional content available for you to check out along with the podcast, of course, that we're doing here. So, again, thank you to Alan G. and Rhea Miller. You guys are amazing. And if you want to join them, uh, it's patreon.com slash podcast. Boom. Pa, pa. <clears throat> That was a. That wasn't even really like a, a a gunshot in the air. That was more like balloons that popped unexpectedly. That you, and it's like what what is that? Right? It wasn't even like boom boom. It was more pop pop. So I just want to apologize to all the Jamaicans. I, I let you guys down that time. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right, guys. So questions. Let's get into the questions. Uh. Thank you to everybody that responded uh, to last week's question. If you remember, the question was about deal breakers. Are your rules for deal break like are your deal breakers just flat across the board, or do they change depending on who that person is? Do we do you make exceptions, or are your deal breakers your deal breakers, and that's it? Uh, <laughs> first of all. Y'all are ridiculous, so thank y'all so much for the people who responded. I'm going to read a couple. Uh, Leela said, deal breakers, liars. Once it's determined that you are a blatant liar, goodbye, bitch. <laughs> that goes for male or female. Uh, Leela, I just wanted to, I just added that little extra on there because I feel like that was the intent you had behind it. Like, the way the goodbye bitch, just because you capitalize the G on goodbye and the B on bitch, I just kind of like my spirit told me that you meant it as goodbye bitch. So I hope I really conveyed the passion that you had when you wrote this because I felt it. <laughs> um, Jay said deal breakers really are determined by the person that's putting the deal on the table. Yeah. Uh, Jay says that sometimes you got to make exceptions 
when the person is it, you have to make exceptions when the person is exceptional oh okay so jay i don't know some about this is telling me that you your exceptional is hmm a fat ass okay that okay that might I apologize because I might have read into that wrong, but just the smiley winky face that you put on there tells me that you ain't talking about somebody who read a lot of books. Okay. I'm just going to put it out there. Like I, this, that's what the spirit told me the same way I interpreted the capital G and the capital B that winky face and the tongue out emoji is telling me, ah, you talking about some other exceptional shit. Okay, but hey, Jay, I'm not judging at all. So, but just be aware that sometimes that fat ass can come with a whole lot of fat ass problems. So, but good, hey, good luck to you out there in them streets. I ain't mad. <laughs> uh, Riri eighteen eighteen said, uh, "My deal breakers are my deal breakers. It don't matter who you are, cause at the end of the day, once shit go wrong, you ugly as hell anyway." <laughs> facts look i'm telling you right now all that people looking good and being sexy and shit that is cute at first it's nice to have a dude with a <clears throat> you know but what do that mean if <laughs> if your credit is messed up he done, he done brought roaches in your house all your bills is messed up he done crashed your car his he done moved his baby mama and the kids into your basement like okay that was cute and everything but that Mm. I can't mm. let me take a second hold on mama <laughs> before I go any further because you know we've had conversations about my relationship issues but I don't think you've seen or heard the other side the other true side of what was going on so mama I'm gonna need you to go ahead and grab yes uh huh mm -hmm. no that's your cup right there take your cup and scrape out that plate. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't want to hear about it. I know it's early, but go take a nap. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Okay. Five, four, three, two. Okay. So, so what? He got a big dick. And what? When you get yours and he busts one, um, that still is not going to get your lights back on. That still ain't going to get them roaches out the house. That still is not going to get the roaches, i.e. his baby mama and them kids, out of your basement. So what is that big dick really doing for you? Besides tearing your walls down for the next dude that might come through that's a really good dude but ain't necessarily got that <clears throat> mama. <laughs> I heard you come back. <laughs> All right. <laughs> 402 Creep said, if you're not willing to stand by it in every situation, then it's not really a deal breaker. Ooh, mic drop. <laughs> I feel like White Clef on the uh, interludes on Lauryn Hill album. Well, we can leave it right there because I remember the little kids. They was like, if you really love someone and you got to take that person for who they are and what they are. <laughs> and they was like, all right, well, we ain't, got this. ain't nothing else to say after that one. Uh, thank y'all so much to everybody that uh, logged on and sounded off about the question last week. And this week's question is, if your mama don't like them, do you continue a relationship? Let me know how y'all get down. Y'all can, of course, 
leave a message at blackasspodcast at gmail.com or you can hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram um, with your responses. And it's all at blackasspodcast. Let me know what it is and I'll be reading your responses on the next episode. If your mama say no, do you make it a go? <laughs> Remember back in the day when people used to make everything rhyme? Like that was the only way they could like get their message out, right? If it don't fit, you must have quit or anything Jesse Jackson has ever said. Like whatever happened to people making shit rhyme as a way to get the message? Like have we lost that? I'm about to bring that shit back. I'm about to bring it back because it was never whack. <laughs> <clears throat> sorry <laughs> all right y'all let's get into these damn stories oh quick shout out everybody that's been following on instagram and twitter you, you guys keep showing up and i really appreciate it we about to get this 500 yeah it's only like two days left but a lot of good things can happen in two days so if you haven't already make sure you following black ass podcast on instagram twitter and you are you have liked the facebook page all right boom we in it it's going in we going in we going in <clears throat> i'm so sorry i like i'm overhyped like i just realized how hype i am and you know to overcompensate for the doom and gloom outside um and it's just not working i'm gonna tell you what did help though what helped me was reading about the fiery festival. So <laughs> this just popped up on my uh, feed and I don't know why, but it gave me so much joy. So the fiery festival is an Instagram friendly luxury music event. It's kind of like Instagram's answer to Coachella. It's supposed to be like this huge music music event. It was billed as like this luxurious, like VIP kind of experience. It was going down in the Bahamas. Um, it was supposed to be on a deserted island in the Bahamas. Come to find out, it was at an old Sandals resort. Oh my God. This the thing that made me like, that's what your ass get. And I don't know why I'm petty like this, but the tickets were priced between $1,500 and $250,000. And I'm sure that's just the petty side of me that's saying, who the fuck got this much money to be spending on a damn music event? $1,500, you know, I don't know if that's something I would look. I paid $1,500 for some tickets. That motherfucker better be singing to me. I'm talking about, I'm not sitting in a seat. I'm not in a stadium. People sweating and screaming and shit all in my goddamn ear. No, I'm in like a fucking Moroccan style tent with a nice breeze blowing through that bitch. It's butt ass naked dudes walking around with plates and fucking grapes and shit. Feed me grapes. Goddamn bat rubs and this baby oil. I'm floating in a vat of baby oil. That's how, no. I'm sorry. I'm too good for that. It's $1,500. It's coconut oil. I'm floating in fucking co coconut oil and shit. I'm over here getting detoxed. They, they infusing the air with rosemary and eucalyptus and all kind of cinnamon and myrrh and goddamn Egyptian. <laughs> like, you understand what I'm saying? Like, this is $1,500. I got certain expectations. If I pay $250,000, for any music event or to see any musician, yes, 
They are going to perform their songs while we're having sex. Not only are we also going to be having sex, I'm going to end up pregnant by this person, okay? That's how that's how this shit is going down. $250,000 to see a performer? Oh, oh, you thought you was just going to come here and sing your song? <laughs> no, I'm fucking you, everybody in your band. <laughs> I'm recording for later viewing. I'm putting shit. Too. Anyway, so all these trust fund babies get their ass out to the fiery festival. Okay, I that strike two. That that was that was ridiculous. I don't even know why I did it. It came out, but I couldn't catch it before it. Okay, so that's strike two, Jamaica. I, I apologize to you, all the, all of the ancestors from the island to here, all the way down back to the mothers. It's not gonna happen again. It's not gonna happen. It might happen again, but not on this episode. I can promise you that. Okay, bullet, bullet. Okay, here we go. Damn, did that? Okay, that's two and a half strikes, but that's it. I'm telling you, that is it. That is it. Now, all of these rich kids get out to this island, this old sandals resort, y'all. They end up in these little bullshit-ass tents that look like, okay, remember on E.T. when they, okay, I took it back too far. I ain't even seen that movie yet. I'm too young. Okay, think about Arrival when, or any movie where the aliens show up and then all of the scientists and shit have their own little camp site where they basically are there. X-Files. Remember the X-Files movie and the thing and the, the thing showed up and then they went and all of the scientists and the, the people, the FBI people, they all had their tents out in this like Roswell situation. That's basically, this shit look horrifying. They got like flood lamps. They ain't even got real lamps. They got flood lamps. I mean, shit, you could at least go to Target and get some Christmas lights and give it some kind of flair, give it some kind of feeling of, hey, this is some exclusive shit. No, they got straight up police flood lights just overall shining down on the situation, right? They said, like, it's reported, and, of course, all of these pe people get there, see that it's some bullshit, and they all on Instagram posting pictures and this kind of shit. It was supposed to be, like, gourmet cu cuisine. Y'all, they ended up eating uh, ham and cheese sandwiches with a side salad. <laughs> I'm sorry, but why does this make me feel so good? It's like the sun just came out inside of my house. Oh, my God, I swear to God, I just looked out the window, and it, it was sun. It's gone. Here we go. Boom. So these people are showing up. Of course, they got their expensive luggage. They got their little outfits on. You know, you can imagine how many white chicks out there with like the flower headband, like they going to Woodstock or some shit, right? The see-through outfits, the bitches with their titties out with a piece of like a band-aid over the nipple or something like they thought they was or like a flower pasty over their nipple and then get there like, I wish I had a shirt on. <laughs> And then they was told to sign a piece of paper so they could get their money back. And you know damn well, anybody that's this bold to have people come from all over the world to this fiery festival, promising them this much shit and not delivering, you know.
know damn well they ain't about to get them people their money back. It don't fucking matter. You got to be a bold motherfucker to advertise some shit and then have people take that much money from people. I can see if you was going to like charge $30 or some shit. You charging $1,500 to $250,000 a ticket to come to this shit? You think these people about to get hell no. Them motherfuckers are gone. Kaiser, so say. This shit is done. Trust me, they'll never see that money again. This shit is the next, this is the next installment of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> Here's the kicker. Y'all, it was put on by Ja Rule. Now, this is how you know people don't know what the fuck they are doing. Because you ain't about to tell me that Ja Rule is doing shit and I'm going to show up. You ain't about to tell Ja Rule let 50 Cent ruin his career and then turn around and do exactly what he was doing. You think he ain't, that experience hasn't changed him as a man, as a human? You think that he hasn't made a vow to get back with the world and the universe that he was going to, like, you think vengeance isn't in his heart and soul and he decided and he made a pledge on the gods of fire that he was going to get everybody back, right? The, he probably went through and everybody that signed up for this damn festival, he went through and found some way to get in that catalog and see if they ever bought a 50 cent album to see if they ever tweeted about a 50 cent album to see if they ever like posted themselves dancing to a 50 cent song and was like, oh, yeah, I'm definitely getting this bitch. <laughs> There is no way Ja Rule has not been laying up in his bed seething about how he was going to exact his vengeance on the entire world. And unfortunately for these dumbass kids who obviously got the money to spend $1,500 to $250,000 for a music festival. Hey, y'all took that L. Reparations is real. I just talked about it. He just took his. I need to call Ja Rule like player. <laughs> the ancestors told me to call you. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know I shouldn't be laughing. This shit is funny. All right. So this is the ill part, right? There was actually a Twitter account up called Fiery Festival Fraud, right? It's been up since March, basically telling people that this shit wasn't real and nobody saw it. But let me just let y'all know, I'm not about to get had in some shit like this. I'm just, I'm just not going to do it. There's nothing that you're going to tell me is going to happen at this event worth $250,000. So I ain't going. And then it was supposed to take place over two weekends. So even if it was just $1,500, like, I'm still not. No, bitch. Like, no. Is my $1,500 covering everything? The sad part is they got out here. It wasn't even no damn water. It wasn't even no water. So this is messed up. I, You know, I'm sorry I was laughing so hard. But the shit is, <laughs> you know, just prayers of strength and courage to the people that fell for this dumb shit. And uh, shout out to Ja Rule. Call me. You know, I would love to show up to wherever random ass island you living on right now, building your elaborate ass mansion with a, <laughs> with a statue of 50 cent that you have made every day that you blow up. <laughs> All right. Um, in other news, <laughs> you had to pull it all together. In other news, no, this story, this next story gave me so much joy. And I have to be honest, I, 
Like the fiery festival definitely ga- gave me a chuckle, but this just gave me just homegrown joy. Just some one of those like one of those moments where it's cloudy and then the sun come out. You're like, oh, it's gonna be okay. <laughs> um, Obama has just agreed to make a speech on for the Wall Street people or whatever for four hundred thousand dollars. Get money. Uh, what you say? What you say? Get money. What you say? What you say? Huh? Ah, yes. Word, Barack. Get that money. Fuck these white people out here talking that shit, popping that shit, crying and complaining. Talking about, oh, well, I thought he was, he was the one talking about Wall Street. Yeah, bitch. Well, guess what? The, it's obvious y'all motherfuckers don't care about it when white people do it. So let this black man get his motherfucking money. I hope Michelle is in that bitch with a fur coat on for no reason. Heat up high. She don't even give a fuck. Sweating her edges out because she like, I'm already in the ass. Pro bitch and what? That's what Malia and Sasha and that bitch turned up. What? Cranking that shit, like piping it up. What? Yes, I hold Bo and Sunny in that motherfucker right with like hundred carat diamond dog collars on. Like ah, 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 right? Okay. That's what I hope. That is my hope. I hope that he in that bitch wearing like an old Diddy shiny ass suit in that motherfucker. Sun- I want him to do the speech in only sunglasses like the whole time. Like, bro, why are you wearing sunglasses inside the building? He like, because I'm rich. Bitch, I do what I want. I don't give a fuck. I hope he go in that motherfucker with like an old Sean John zip up on a velour suit. Like take it all the way back. Take Come up in that bitch with like the latest motherfucking Jordans. I don't know Jordans, but be up in that bitch and some space jams on these hoes. I hope he is in that motherfucker. Like I hope he pull up in like a fucking Bentley Batman car. Like some shit that don't nobody even got. Like I want him to show up in him, Sasha, Malia, Michelle in their own fucking cars. Like, not even like, oh, I'm going to get a town car. Fuck that. I hope they all show up driving Lamborghinis in that bitch right through fucking the, the um, if you've been to New York and you know the financial district, like, all over there with cobblestone just turning donuts, fucking the shocks up on these cars. Get out, make the speech, and just leave the fucking cars. Don't even fucking go back and get them just rich like that. I hope he asked them to pay him in $1 motherfucking bill. <laughs> One dollar bills is the first single on my upcoming album. One dollar bills, bitch. <laughs> no, I'm about to copyright and yeah, I'm about to do that song for real. One dollar bills, bitch. Um, here's the thing, right? Like, and of course, people, you know, people, you know, people. White people, white people complaining about Obama taking this amount of money, but ain't got no problem with how Trump is straight raping this country in just the 100 since day one. But they don't have no problem with that. But of course, for Obama to take this money and do this speech, they just are just incensed by. But here's the thing. Obama is somebody who commands that much money. It is what it is, regardless of how you feel about him. And at the end of the day, if you supported Trump, bitch. I, the last thing you should be talking about is somebody stealing money or not getting money that they deserve when your punk-ass president been down in Mar-a-Lago, his own property, cashing in on that money on the back end, and you bitches ain't had shit to say. You can't even you can't even fathom how much money he spent going down to Mar-a-Lago and security for, for fucking Melania and, and... You know what? I'm not going to do this. Mm. 
Let me just woo side out. Let me stay focused. Obama is about to cash that motherfucking check. And of course, people are like, well, he he talks so much about the problems on Wall Street. And now he's down there and he's collecting that money. You damn right. But guess what, bitch? He passed laws and passed restrictions for Wall Street to quit raping this country that your boy just got in there and overturned. So obviously... At the end of the day, if your boy don't got no problem with it, then why can't my man's and them get his money? Get your money, Obama. Fuck these motherfuckers. Cash your check, okay? And then, at the end of the day, he can go up in there and say whatever he want because they they paying him the money. He could be like, y'all real fucked up for what y'all doing in this country, and it's real fucked up how y'all continue to rape the people and not pay them and be the reason why the normal, working everyday working-class American can't never get their life together, and y'all the motherfucking reason why, and blah, 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 blah. Thank y'all so much uh yeah that money is mine okay <laughs> no he'll probably he's smarter than that he'll do all that beforehand hey so uh uh everything's set up uh, i'm gonna go out. <laughs> that's my obama that's strike one okay i i respect that strike one it is strike one it is but i'm telling you like not only am i getting joy out of the fact that he's getting four hundred thousand dollars I am also getting so much joy out of the fact that people are so pissed about it. And it's just one of those moments I feel like that even the ancestors are just smiling down like, Oh, Lord, be glory, glory. Oh, we waited in the water so that he could float in the sky. <laughs> I don't know what kind of slave shit they would be saying, you know, um, Apologies on slave shit was definitely the wrong term. I'm fucking up today. I'm trying, but I'm I'm still fucking up. Foot in my mouth once again. That strike one from the ancestors. I apologize. But you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, they we swung low so he could raise high. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> okay. Um, so shout out to all the butthurt white people. I hope you can't sit down for weeks, bitch. I hope. And then for all the people talking about, well, this move only just uh, it, it's a black eye or a black mark on Obama's uh, record and his legacy. No, it ain't, bitch. Let me tell you something. Nothing has solidified Obama as being a great president like Trump dumbass being in office. Every day that man is in office talking about, you know, he know how hard this job was going to be and how, oh, well, healthcare is about to implode, but on to the next or in there can't read, just looking disgusting in those damn golf pants with the shirt tucked in. Yeah, exactly. Every day getting caught up in another lie, not turning over his tax return. Every day Spicer is there speaking on his behalf only solidifies Obama as being a brilliant president. So, Y'all can get on with that bullshit, and trust me, down the line, history will reveal how stupid y'all asses were for voting for Trump in the first place. And that's it. One dollar bills, bitch! Available on iTunes by the end <laughs> in 13 minutes. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to imagine that's the song Barack is walking out on stage to as he gets ready to give the speech. Oh, glorious. Um, Anyway... All right. Um, in a new segment, I like to call, "Who Grandmama Is This?" <laughs> okay, I'm trying to do this without laughing. Full disclosure: I've had to try to record this. I've had to record this at least four times. Okay, here we go. Without laughing, boom. It is reported. <laughs> it is reported that Aretha Franklin 
is uh, accusing Dionne Warwick of libel. Now, basically, Dionne Warwick... (laughs) Take two. <laughs> in a segment I like to call, in a segment I like to call, who grandmama is this? Y'all, Aretha Franklin is accusing Dionne Warwick of libel. Now, I think it's pretty well known that Dionne, I mean, Aretha Franklin has had her issues with some of the other legends of her time. I think she had issues with, uh, <clears throat> with um Kyla Bell um I also I think she's had issues with Sissy Houston which is um Whitney Houston mama uh I don't think she's had problems with um Gladys Knight some about Gladys Knight just tell me she is like she de- she de-escalates she seems real cool and laid back like you go to her house she gonna get you like this amazing glass of sweet tea with the perfect amount of lemon in it but not over sugar it ain't a cup of diabetes i'm talking about you get the perfect amount of tea lemon it's the perfect arnold palmer and y'all just sit outside and just on the porch and you just listen to whatever is around and it's probably real quiet where she is that's that feeling i get from gladys i might be wrong she might be busting guns and smoking weed i don't know i don't think so but i feel like you know it's always that possibility. But when it comes to Aretha, I feel like Aretha is the one busting <laughs> So <sighs> Aretha Franklin got mad. Now, this happened five years ago, and it's still kind of bubbling and brewing or whatever, right? This happened during um, the initial infraction or whatever happened during Whitney Houston's funeral. Now, during Whitney Houston's funeral, um, Dionne Warwick supposedly introduced her as like oh and Aretha Franklin is here and then you know later said oh she's not here but she loved Whitney Houston anyway she was like her godmama right boom now uh Sissy Houston came out and said well no she's not her godmama you know whatever but for some reason this completely got under Aretha Franklin's skin and all the way from five years ago up until recently, she ended up running into Dionne Warwick at the Tribeca Film Festival for, they were screening a film about Clive Davis and she saw her and they were supposed to hug and then she and then Aretha, oh hell no! <laughs> so Aretha, in true grandmama fashion, decides to send a fax. Who grandmama is this? She sends a fax to the AP about why her and Dion got beef and all this and other stuff and basically calling, you know, accusing Dion Warwick of liable and saying that it was wrong for her to try to say that Whitney Houston was her goddaughter and it... <sighs> Grandma. N- Nana. Go in there, lady. <laughs> I'm what I'm mad about, number one, is who let Aretha Franklin send a fax machine? Why do Aretha Franklin still got a fax machine in her house that's unsupervised? You can't just have fax machines at old people's houses. You know what kind of shit they're going to do to a fax machine? First of all, they're going to pick it up and try to make a call on it or, and or answer their home phone because they're the last people with home phones in the world. They're going to try to answer the fax machine like it's a home phone. 
You can't just have fax machines around older people. They don't know what to do with them shits. They they trying to put a sandwich inside of it and microwave it. <laughs> you can't use you can't leave unsupervised fax machines around older people and allow them to send faxes to random ass people. You know what kind of she probably said. I just, I'm mad at everybody involved in this. I'm specifically mad at Aretha's family member and or son, grandson, caretaker, whoever was not monitoring her when she went into that home office and sent that damn fax. And if I find out that she took her ass down there to the FedEx Kinko's and sent that fax from the FedEx Kinko's, somebody getting their ass beat. Who grandmama is this rolling around in a fur coat in the middle of damn Manhattan or wherever she lives, heading over to the FedEx? You can't just have Aretha walking into the FedEx Kinko's because I feel like if you ain't got a fax machine in your house you done went to the FedEx Kinko's or you done went to the local pharmacy and you know Aretha fashion honey she's going to be in her full length fur don't play games with it she's coming out with a sleeveless shirt <laughs> with a sleeveless shirt underneath who grandmama is this I'm so mad at y'all for this I'm so mad that somebody didn't sit Aretha down and say now look Aretha I know you upset but look baby this happened five years ago and that's the thing about older people if they got their head on them and they can remember certain shit that five years ago was yesterday honey when you 70 years old five years ago ain't shit but a drop in the bucket yeah and just like the other day the other day that was <laughs> Black people, get your grandmother. We cannot have our legends, our icons out here beefing in the street. Look, Dionne Warwick's song, That's What Friends Are For. Where are her friends that will be able to mediate this situation? What, it, do Aretha got an album coming out? Because she, See, she the last one that's out here really cooking with some albums. I feel like Aretha trying to promote an album, and she taking it to the, the old Instagram route. <laughs> She taking it the Meek Mill and Drake route. Like, look, I'm up. <laughs> yo, if I get online and Aretha Franklin got a disc record out, I'm telling everybody, I'm putting y'all all on notice. Every black person is responsible for this shit. You hear what I'm telling you? We are all going to be responsible for this foolishness. We should not have Aretha Franklin and Dionne Warwick out here beefing at the damn Tribeca Film Festival. And Rolling Stone, y'all ain't shit for putting a lengthy fax in quotation marks, you know goddamn well what you's doing with a lengthy fax. That's like saying she sent the damn telegram. Y'all ain't shit, Rolling Stone. That's fucked up. Black people, we need a meeting. I'm calling everybody. Everybody's responsible. If this shit go any further, if these two grandmamas start throwing blows, I'm telling you right now, we are all on notice. Ayala got to fix everybody's shit after this one. I'm telling you right now. Uh, black people get your black grandmamas. Who grandmama is this? <laughs> I'm sorry, this is ridiculous. I'm straight cackling in the goddamn mic. Okay, oh my god, look at time. All right, boom. Uh, I have to do this story because I was supposed to do it last week, but I got thrown off like I'm thrown off <laughs> this week. Rachel Dole is all y'all. I don't know what needs to happen, I don't know at what point this shit is, is gonna end, but it has to stop i feel like rachel dolezal is not going to be satisfied and she's not going to stop trolling black people until she either is treated like a black person truly or somebody sends her to the doctor that michael jackson went to to get turned white 
she needs to go there and get turned black so she can truly live this life. Because right now, she just out here. Like, I feel like somebody needs to take the pipes in her house, replace them with lead pipes so that she can start having to drink lead water, but nobody is going to replace them. And nobody, and like, even if she has the money, nobody will replace these pipes. Like, she has to have her mama and daddy, like, her the home rated for having suspicion of crack sales or something, right? Like, she's going to need to have her son thrown in jail for crack or something. Like, she's going to have to truly have to experience being black and being treated as a black person before she'll stop this bullshit. Now, she has gone above and beyond at this point. I feel like at this point now, she has gone, she is Olympic-style trolling black people at this point. Rachel Dolezal has taken her ass over to South Africa because she want to speak to black people about being black. That's She done took her ass to the birthplace, motherland, homeland, home base, official factory of blackness. She done took her ass to Africa because she want to talk to the people there about how it is to be black. Okay? Now... I don't know who's telling her that this is the problem. At a certain point, it's not on her no more. It's on everybody else. So at this point, I don't even know if I blame her for this bullshit. I blame the person who called her fucking phone. I blame the phone company for even allowing her to receive calls of this magnet, of this magnitude, of this manner. I'm sorry. I am. I blame the person who sent the ticket for her to come to this event. I blame the bitch that helped her put in the quick weave, the fucking cake line in the high ponytail. I blame the person who picked her up from the goddamn airport. I don't know if they sent a car. I don't know if it was South African Uber. I blame anybody involved. I blame the person that stood there with the sign that said Rachel Dolezal. They should have looked at the sign and said, oh, hell no. Got their ass back in the car and went the fuck back wherever they were supposed to go and say the bitch didn't show up. I blame whoever dressed her because you know they did some extra, extra disrespectful shit and probably put her in some kente cloth or something real fucking rude. I blame the person who put the water next to her while she was out out there speaking if they did not put a little sugar a repeat or something in this goddamn water there are so many people to blame and i feel like everybody is being held responsible this shit has got to stop we need to call ayala we need to call uh oprah we need to call everybody that we can possibly call to figure out we need to have a forum get the goddamn action network on get um Jesse Jackson drag his ass out of hiding. I don't know what needs to happen, but this shit has got to stop. How do you take your ass to the birthplace of black people? I'm talking about this is the factory where black people are cranked out. You understand what I'm telling you? So you're going to take your ass all the way over there because you got to talk to them about what it means to be them. Like I said, I don't even know if I blame her no more. I blame everybody else. That's allowing and paying for this dumb shit to happen. Because if motherfuckers stop paying this dumb bitch, trust me, she would be up talking about how she's now, she feel like she's 100% Japanese. She would be up here talking about how she is sure that she is part alien. She would not be still talking about how she feel like she black if motherfuckers was cut her off and stop allowing her to platform on this dumb... Y'all, she went all the way to Africa to speak on the quest for non-racial South African society dialogue. Here's 
the problem with that? How you take your ass to a country that is so steeped in racism, like the history of it is steeped in racism. We're talking about a country that practiced apartheid, that took people who were from that country and segregated them to a whole other side of the country so the white people that in that came to that country could feel comfortable. I'm talking about built walls so the people who were originally from this country couldn't go over to this side and jailed them and killed them on the regular. So, she, but she need to go all the way over there because her experience from Spokane, Washington, just gave her so much insight. This bitch gonna say, <laughs> "I was going about the very work of focusing those disproportionalities, disadvantages, those gaps in the institutionalized racism world of Spokane, Washington, bitch." It's about five black people in Spokane, Washington. So I'm I'm sure you didn't have a lot of goddamn work to do, bitch. <sighs> anyway, like I said, I don't even. At this point, I'm blaming the people who continue to support this dumb bitch. This is this is like I said, this is disrespectful to the tenth power and every all these other people who are continuing to support her and give her money. I don't give a fuck if this bitch is homeless. She white, bitch. Go take your ass down to the bank. Trust me, you can get a loan. I doubt very highly anybody's gonna look at you and be like, "Oh well, we can't do nothing for you." This bitch got a book deal. Then write your fucking book, bitch, and stay off the planes and stay out of other people's country. Want to talk to them about shit you clearly have no idea about? Just because you put on some Kente cloth, bitch, and get a quick weed, that don't that does not mean that you know shit about being black. I don't know why and why she continues to. I just want to ask, I just want to call on the answers real quick and ask them to help us alleviate our dolazole problem. I call on all the ancestors. I just ask that the kente cloth that she brings back from South Africa is actually flammable. Ancestors, I ask that she is walking around her house in her kente cloth and her cankaline weave and walks by a candle and the kente cloth goes up like a five alarm fire. I ask that this kente cloth is so flammable. It's almost like it was soaked in fingernail polish, y'all. I just want us to not have to deal with this Rachel Dolezal. I don't ever want to have to tell another Rachel Dolezal story again in my life. I ask this with the strength of all the ancestors that came before me. Ida B. Wells, Harriet Tubman, Megger Evans, Sojourner Truth, Malcolm X, amen. <laughs> okay, last, 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 last story. Uh, coming out of Missouri. Um, now, I don't know. I don't even know how to start off this story because it's so outlandish. It's so unbelievable. It's so over the top that... Like, I feel like I need to take two Tylenols and smoke a blunt. Like, this is next-level ridiculous shit. Missouri has a new law that makes fights in grade school a felony up to four years in prison. Can y'all... I don't even know... This was a revised statute that they... So it was... Initially, what it was is, if you got in a fight that you will be charged with a misdemeanor and released to the parents, which is already like, bro, what? A misdemeanor for a kid in school? 
that's over the top. Let me tell you something. That's prison pipeline to the 10th power. Like, how you already putting a mark on this child's record, and they ain't even got into the world yet. That's some bull for something that happens at the school. Now, granted, let me take a step, and let me just say this. I am not trying to sit here and diminish the work that it takes to be a teacher or feel like, oh, it should be easy for school administrators. It's absolutely not easy. I, My mom taught for 19 years. I have a good girlfriend that taught for like 12 years. I have another homegirl. Like, I know teachers. I understand, and I've heard stories about what happens and how much, how hard it is. And I'm sure breaking up fights and shit is not something that you want to be dealing with in your day. And I've seen the videos of kids fighting teachers, and I'm not, uh, now I'm saying when the teacher fight a kid, they should have, at a certain point, the right to punch that motherfucker right in their gut. I'm sorry I'm saying that shit, right? But when it comes to students fighting each other, how do you then bring in misdemeanors, felony, a felony Four years in prison for a school fight? That shit is ridiculous. Because part of being in school is not only learning what's in the books, but it's also learning how to navigate social settings, how to deal with conflict, conflict resolution. Those are all the things that you get in school, in school as well as from your parents that you carry into the world. So it to just all of a sudden take this situation and then take it to the level of oh misdemeanor oh felony class e felony you going to jail can you imagine being 12 years old getting in a fight getting bullied and defending yourself and then going to prison what the fuck like that like the idea of school kids going to prison for a conflict that happens at the school is is next level that, that that shit don't even happen to adults out in the world to just automatically go to prison. That's some bullshit. You, as an adult, if I fight somebody, get in an argument at the Starbucks or whatever the situation is, me and that person is not going to prison, not necessarily getting a felony. Get the fuck out of here. Now, if somebody dies, somebody brings in some uh, a weapon, a gun, a, a, a goddamn two-by-four, some shit like that, now we need to have a conversation. There needs to be some other authorities and, and discussions brought to the table. We're talking about some kids fighting over some candy, a swing, a pencil, some stickers, the lunch car, somebody outfit, some shoes, some dumb shit that kids fight over, right? If you're a little bit older and you in junior high, a boy or fighting over a girl, which granted, that shit is not cool, but that's also a part of the learning process. So at what... At, like, are y'all trying to turn this, the fucking school into a self-checkout line at Rite Aid? What the fuck? This, this right here. And my question is, is this only for certain students? Or does this apply across the board at every school in Missouri? Does this apply across the tracks where maybe they paying a little extra money in order for their kids to get an education? Are there, are there kids like Brock Turner who are going to go in front of the judge and the judge is going to say, well, I don't really want to think. I think the prison will be too much and the record in the future. But meanwhile, Deontay, Kasia, and Asia is going dead to the motherfucking prison. It, like, let me know how this shit is supposed to work out because I doubt very highly that white people are also going to have to abide by these rules specifically white people with money now some poor white trash some old making a murderer ass white people uh they'll probably be right there next to Devonte and keontae and tony and man man and them i'm sure one you know but once you add some money into the equation all of a sudden now the, the rules don't apply no more right and then 
what's really making it fucked up is they're making it mandatory for schools to report it to law enforcement. So it's not even like this, the, the administration there can say, okay, we're going to sit down with these kids. We're going to have a mediation session. We're going to sit down with the parents of these two kids and figure out what we can do. They have to call the police and then it has to be reported, which means then now you add in all these other elements in and you're then allowing these people to make decisions and you don't know who these people have made deals with. Hell, you see how many judges were just reported in the last five years having ties to prison and actually getting a kickback when they send kids to prison and, and detention centers. And nine times out of ten, these same people that are making these decisions, their kids don't go to the school. These kids, don't, their kids don't are in no way affected by this shit. And trust and believe, if something happened to their kid and their kid got in a fight after January 1st, 2018, when this law takes place, they will negotiate. They will backdoor deal. They will do whatever they need to do to make sure that their kids do not have to suffer the same fate as Deontay, Asia, Trevon, and Keontae. Keandra, Quantel, Deja, exactly. Anyway, so if you're in Missouri, please make sure that you talk to your city official. Go talk to the school. Go talk to somebody you need to talk to. If you didn't know about this, this is some shit you need to be paying attention to. And for the other parents out there, make sure you are making your voices heard. Go to your school. Find out what all the by rules and rules and, and, and try rules. Shit. Don't let them just send home a slip of paper in your son's backpack that gets, you know, that you never see that they make a paper airplane out of. You know how that shit go down. Or, hell, the whole backpack get lost. You know how your kids do it. Um, and fuck you, Missouri. It's some real-ass shady-ass shit, and I'm very interested to hear if this is a rule that goes across the board in every district and in every school. Every, quote, every. All right. That concludes the podcast. Before I get up out of here, of course, I want to take a moment to read some of the amazing reviews you guys are leaving. You guys, I feel so special. All right. Um, Jesse M9506 said, Hadia is hilarious. I have to refrain from listening to it in public because I will just bust out laughing. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, do not refri refrain from listening to my podcast in, pu in public. If you out in public laughing all loud and people think you crazy, just be like, oh, I'm good. <laughs> I'm just listening to the Black Ass Podcast. Make sure you subscribe and then walk away. Come on, y'all. It takes a village. Stop bullshit. Um, Mrs. CIFU. Crack, cracking the fuck up. I think, I think that's what that means. Uh, she says, I love this podcast. She's dope. Enough said. Boom. Mic drop. Thanks. Um, Lena Bina, 1908, said, I started listening because I heard you on the black guy who tips. Shout out to Ra and Karen. Um, and I'm glad I did because Hadia is hilarious. She discusses current events and shares personal anecdotes that will keep you laughing. Some of her jokes come out of nowhere. I wish her episode was longer because I can't get enough. She needs to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, these episodes are not going to get in no longer. I'm actually uh, trying to keep it right. Remember when I was trying to? No, that was my other part. I was trying to keep it at 30 minutes, but I be talking this shit, just running off and rambling like I'm doing right now. But anyway, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Lena Bina, 1908. Appreciate it, sis. Um, last one by the Bayou Book Slayer, who said, uh, 
Real talk, I've had two cornea transplants, and I still get anxious driving when it's dark. But I find found you via Marina Franklin. Shout out to Friends Like Us podcast. Such a great distraction while still feeding me the latest news. Boom, you give me a factory reset. Listening to your gut-busting podcast allows me to laugh so hard that I'm at my destination before I know it. You have a gift. Thank you. Keep it up. Thank you. Buy you, Book Slayer. Oh, yes. And thanks to everybody that has uh, posted a review and all the other rev- the new reviews that came in. I see y'all. Come on. Come on, Village. Um, so that's it, guys. That's all I got this week. Thanks again to everyone that responded to last week's question. Don't forget this upcoming question. If mama say no, is it still a go or something like that? <laughs> uh, and also, don't forget you can donate to the podcast um, at Patreon dot com slash black ass podcast and put a little something on making this podcast happen y'all and finally you can follow me and find me across all social media you can go to hrcomedy.com thank you guys i can't thank you enough let's keep rocking out and having a good time on instagram and twitter uh you guys have an amazing weekend i'm out peace